G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of July 11. I'm John Barker, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, the winter barely seems to have begun. The footy's only just started. Certainly people in Melbourne are not really thinking about the spring because we've been locked down for another six weeks as winter progresses. Believe it or not, it is John Monash Stakes Day at Caulfield on Saturday, which for many years was uh, a bit of a herald of the coming spring. We used to often have uh, very good horses resuming in this race and coming up against the race fit winter sprinters. Not so much this year because there's only nine in it. None of them are resuming. No three-year-olds and... Really, there's only a couple that really have been placed at Group 1 level. And I suppose you'd say if it's uh, sort of soft 6, 7 or better, it's advantage Viridine. If it's uh, heavy, it is advantage Jungle Edge. Joel, what do you make of this uh, very compact Monash Stakes field? Yeah, it's a tricky little affair. Um, You know, Viridine's the favourite. He has trouble winning two in a row as a rule. So that's just... uh, sort of stifled my confidence around him somewhat. As you say, the wetter the better for Jungle Edge. Um, so, look, uh, they're predicting rain Saturday. That will certainly be up his alley. But, uh, no, I'm pretty keen on one, one that uh, we had a bit of luck with a few weeks ago as a best bet, and I'm going to butter up again. So uh, we'll get to that shortly. Uh, yes, we'll get to it very soon. Daniel, uh, Joel's gone outside those two favoured ones, one on the wet and one on the dry. Uh are you tipping a surprise here? Actually, I've just had a look at the tip screen and you are not. <laughs> no. no um, look, as we'll touch on a bit later, I was pretty taken with Viridine's win last start. I know Joel said he, he's a little... Um, it's hard to sort of put a couple together, but, um, yeah, with the, with the heavy track win in Sydney, I was pretty keen to back up again in, um, yeah, which is what looks a pretty stock standard winter... Um, Group running, of course, none of these, no, as you mentioned, no resuming horses for the spring. Looks a while away, the spring doesn't at this stage with everything going on, but um, pretty good race all the same and um, good racing all, all across the country, as we'll touch on. All right. Well, uh, we will start with the Monash Stakes, which is race seven at Caulfield on Saturday. It is 1,100 metres. Wait for age, as I mentioned, uh, all older males uh, bar grey shadow. Um, and uh, we are over the Caulfield 1,100 metres. Well, Joel, I'm actually with you on this one. Talk us through your selection and, in fact, your best betting of number six, I am someone. Yeah, as alluded to, he got the cash a few weeks ago as my best bet when he won down the straight at Flemington second up. That was off a good return run at this track and trip at Caulfield. And then last week, I had him on top, wasn't as keen, it was a bit more of an open race, that uh, Victorian sprint final. He just over-raced a little bit, got the head in the air, did a few things wrong off the steady tempo, and then didn't quite finish off. I like the quick backup and back to 1,100. has a really good 1,100-metre record. And there's genuine speed here through Ashlaw and, and Jungle Edge, Tavisan back around a the bend. They'll go quicker than they did last week, and that just should suit him. He'll get into a lovely spot. I think at around 6 or $7, really good play each way. I don't think you'll miss a place. Nine Grey Shadow, form looks a bit patchy, but she goes really good at Caulfield. Four from eight at the track. 
I thought she was going okay in Sydney, and then her run in the Hinkler in Brisbane was pretty good. Last start, she didn't attack the line, 1,200 on a pretty dry track at Eagle Farm. So with the sting out back to Caulfield, she can improve. One jungle edge, if the rain comes, you just know he'll run well. And seven, Tavisan. As I said, back around a bend, I don't think he runs all that particularly well down the straight. His form prior to that was really good. He can bounce back. So I've left Viradine out of my four. I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. He's got great form and he's well-placed at weight for age. Just has trouble putting two in a row. And for mine, he's a little bit short. So I've played around him. Six, bet of the day from nine, one and seven. As we know, pretty keen on Viradine here. I think he's been ticking ticking along quite well this time in. He was pretty good running on behind Classic Legends couple starts back on a soft seven, then on a heavy nine at Randwick to win a dash. A small field there, had to carry 61 kilos, and he was, um, he was a bit too classy for him on that occasion. Back to Caulfield, his Caulfield form, he's only had the one start over this at this track. It was over 1,100 metres. It, it was a fourth to trekking in a group in group two company. Um, I think the form's there, as Joel sort of said, well well in at the wait, wait for age conditions um, and, and drawn well, drawn to get every... Do you want to get all the favours in Barry too? So the two on top, Viridine, seven, Tavisana. Golding have plenty of time for, just not sure about the straight. Flemington last start, back around to Ben. He was one of the only, I think the only leader to win at Caulfield. Um, three starts back. Does enjoy racing here. And uh, again, another who's drawn well. I am someone I'm hard to ignore. And Grey Shadow, just for that those uh, distant that track record, Joel Tustron has to go in, the only mayor in the field. Two, seven, six, and nine. All right, I am with Joel's selection from Daniels. I am someone, Viridine, I've got Ashlaw in for third, Jungle Edge for fourth. Obviously, uh, the situation changes. If the rain comes early on Saturday, my uh, selections were based on about a soft six. Uh, my number's there, four, six, two, three, and one. Well, it was quite a long podcast last week because we went through all nine Finals at Flemington. We've managed to talk for six minutes and 15 seconds uh, about a fairly ordinary black type race uh, in the shape of the Monash Stakes, but uh, might be a cosy little uh, cosy 10 minutes, as Derek Smalls used to say, the uh, the entire podcast this week. But, Joel, uh, because in, the, in that uh, six minutes, we've covered both your best bets, but we haven't covered your value bets. And, Joel, you're going to be up against me with your value bet, and uh, for once, yours is a fair bit shorter than mine. So uh, tell me about race eight, number five, Knowles. Yeah, and yeah, around $13, $14, so not short by any means. You must have uh, really found one at, at a good price in this race. Knowles is a talented filly on her day. She was in really good form early this prep. She won at Ballarat. She came to Caulfield, second to the Inform Ancestry, and then fourth in the Vobus Gold Dash. They tried her at 1,400. She was terrible at Sandown there on a heavy eight. I just don't think she ran the trip, and particularly on those conditions. They freshened her up. Uh, she was sort of six or seven weeks between runs at the Valley. Gate 13, she got back. It was dynamite, dynamite on pace. She had no hope. She got a bump on the turn, but I like the way she really found the line for fifth. She's been back to the jump outs. Looked really good winning a jump out last week. Just think she's ready to rock and roll again. 1,100 Caulfield. Forget about the barrier. And... I think she is a good each-way play, Knowles. Uh, well, mine is um, in the same race, number 10, Big Boys Girl. Uh, just very impressive on debut at Swan Hill. Kim Han can get the odd good one and bring uh, bring him to town successfully, but Barrier 17 is uh, 
not exactly a spoil. A bit of a visitor's gate there. And as a result, paying around $41. You, Daniel, are going earlier in the card, if I'm not too much mistaken. Race two, number two, Miss Yano. Sure am. Uh, look, I think she's going well. This prep. You look at the form, it doesn't make for two flash reading, admittedly. Um, and I've been with her last couple of starts at bigger prices and she ran a fourth and ninth, fourth and seventh, respectively, Mooney Valley and Caulfield, respectively. But she's not really given me a reason to jump off. Uh, she was just got, she's a horse that gets a long way back in her races. Um, the, that leader by track at Caulfield was quite nasty last start. She was never a hope there, but she should have gone at home okay. And then Mooney Valley got home pretty well that day in the fourth um, on, a, on another day that suited the leaders. Um, she doesn't meet a much stronger race to what she saw last time. Overall, I think it, I don't think it's as strong as, as, as the last start, the benchmark 84 sure last start. She carries 58 and a half, two and a half kilos less than what she did last start. Um, and I think there's a bit of speed on, so I think she'll get her chance to run on. It's probably a last chance with me. Um, but yeah, I just don't think she's going as bad as the form suggests. And we get a price about $11 an each way bet for her. So race to number two, my value. All right, and we didn't get to my best, which is the Tassie Mare. In the last, will surprise no one, triple strip, uh, promising enough uh, Victorian debut at Flemington three weeks ago. And is uh, yeah, the Tassie form uh, is pretty good and hoping she can measure up here. Second up, has one second up, extra 300 metres is in her favour. That is race nine, number 14, triple strip. Well, if the uh, Monash may not be revealing a future Group 1 winner, perhaps we need to look north to the Winx Guineas at the Sunshine Coast, which is a race that uh, in the last five years, three of the winners have gone on to Group 1 glory, most notably, of course, the Mayor or Philly then, but Mayor who's uh, now gives this race her name in Winx. Uh, this is race seven at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. It is over 1,600 metres. Group three level now. Uh, no wonder it's been bumped up in recent years with the quality of horse that's been winning it. And uh, a good field of 14 to face the starter, Daniel, including four fillies. What have you found here? Yeah, not too sure whether there'll be any group one winners future here. Of course, very early to say, but a lot of these three-year-olds are um, quite exposed already, um, uh, maybe with the exception of the lightly raced night Mar- Mariner. Uh, I'm with Starla, a Walla trained filly. Uh, look, she's, she's a filly I've always had a bit of time for, but maybe taking a while to sort of um, to figure it all out. She's only had the one win for 14 starts and she's now won her last two, uh, one in Sydney and then one at Doomben, one well at Doomben, although she did sort of take up the um, scoot along the inside fence. It was a good looking win. Um, she's drawn well again, and I think she's just um, in top form at the moment. I'm willing to stick with her, Starla. Uh, I thought the one star of Michelin Wasps, uh, an impressive winner last start. I was pretty keen on him last week at Eagle Farm getting onto that bigger track. I think he might be a bit too short in the market around the $3 price, but he can certainly win. There's no doubt about it. Sunshine Coast track certainly up his alley, his home track. Um, and, yeah, up to the 1,600 metres will only suit. So he's in the game for sure. Seven in not next night, Mariner, and nine. I think one at a bigger bit of a price. Ben did it. Um, we're throwing into wider exotics, but keen on 11 Starler in each way price 11, one, seven, nine. 
The other black type race at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday is race eight, the TAB Glasshouse Handicap, 1,400 minutes. I guess when I was talking about the Wicks Giddies, I should have acknowledged that this is an entirely mm, different year. Of course. For one thing, these uh, races are worth less than they usually are. And this uh, listed race, the Glass House, is uh, only worth 85000 which I didn't think you could actually have a listed race that was uh, worth under 100000 But clearly, I am wrong. Daniel, tell us about your selections in a race eight at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, I thought uh, Special Missile, the Richard and Michael Friedman trade runner, was worth a... A bet here, uh, flying the flag for an informed stable. So the two runs this time in, there's always been a horse that sort of takes a couple of runs to, to find form. But his two runs in Sydney have been quite good. He's led them up both occasions there. Um, first up, um, only was sort of three and a half lengths off Rainy Air in, the, in a listed race. And second up was taken on in front by Murillo on a heavy track. Um, he stuck on pretty well on a, on a race that the, um, the run on horses sort of came to the fore. The sweepers came to the fore. It's only finished around two lengths off the winner. The other horse, Marilla, who sort of took him on in front, dropped out to finish 10 lengths last, had merit to the run. I think he's going pretty well. He meets, as, as we sort of touched on, not a um, standard edition of the Glasshouse this year, but I, th- I think he's going well, and this is a race he, he can win. Um, wide draw, bit of luck. But I think Jimmy Byrne can cross there from the draw, and I think he'll take some running down the four special missile. Soxicon. In next, look, can't have him at the price, but he's clearly going well, and he's well in at the 54 kilos. Um, he belted Ren's Day last start. And I think that horse is a top chance earlier in the day. Um, deep image, appreciate dropping back in grade after finishing towards back in a Stradbroke. He'd been going okay prior. And in for fourth, I have the five right or wrong, capable of a, of a pretty good run on his day. Four, six, one, and five in the glass house. All right, Daniel's... A value bet was in the wing skinnies. That was race seven, number 11, Starla. Tell us about your best. Comes up earlier in the day. Race three, number seven, Renz Day. Yeah, extremely well rated, this Godolphin trained horse. He's got a handicap of 91, and it's 17 points closer to his nearest rival. Um, and he gets in at the set weights and set weights of the race, 58 and a half kilos. So hard to see a horse as well weighted as this, this horse around the country. I think just the, the wet tracks are query. Um, he hasn't done a lot. Great work on wet tracks, admittedly, and eight starts from the two minor placings. Uh, but with the sun coming at tomorrow and race day, could sort of if it gets to a sort of soft five, soft six, um, I'll still be back in. But anything worse than that, maybe maybe be beware. Um, but in terms of abilities, he's clearly the best horse in the race, and yeah, hard to beat for mine as long as the track doesn't get too wet. So race three, number seven, Wren's Day. Joel, have you got uh, any contribution on the subject of Sunshine Coast? Oh, just another push for Special Missile. Uh, I was keen on him in Sydney. He would have been a good price in the Winter Stakes, but they've gone up to Brisbane, slightly easier race. So, yeah, I'll have to be backing him. Good segue. The other black type race on the Eastern Seaboard on Saturday is in Sydney at Rose Hill Gardens. It is race seven, Kia Winter Stakes, listed event, quality handicap. 1,400 metres, and in this race, Joel, your best bet comes up. It does, although I had my confidence dented somewhat earlier today <laughs> in a discussion with uh, fellow Winning Post colleague Paul Richards, who said it can't win, and uh, I had to chime <laughs> in and tell him it was my bet of the day. So, noble boy, race seven, number eight, one of us uh, is going to be right. He's uh, a recent addition to the Clare Cunningham yard. He hasn't been able to break through for the stable as yet, but I thought the first two runs 
were okay and he just needed them. He did improve nicely third up with the 58 kilos, finishing third behind the flying true detective and Trumbull, who has since won and beaten many of these. So the form ties in pretty well. I think fourth up just looks ready to strike down on the 54 kilos and bit better, a bit better ground too. Getting it into that soft range really suits him. So I'm keen on Noble Boy to beat Trumbull. Well, the key was is that he jumped with them last start and he landed in the box seat. And once he did that, it was all over. If he jumps, he'll be very hard to beat. If he doesn't, he'll need luck and, and we'll probably just have to settle for a placing. Six Sambro struggles to win. He was going well before last run where he just got too far back. Gate two, he has to use that barrier and settle in the first four or five. And if he does, he's got strong place claims and three order again going well, close to a win. Eight, four, six and three. Yeah, too. Pretty keen on Noble Boy here. Um, yeah, just fourth up, fourteen hundred meters. He should be ready to fire now. Was former random last time, last up. Reads pretty well, and uh, yeah, he's ticking along nicely. And he's uh, what I think is his first prep for the for the new stable. Um, down on the weights, fifty four kilos. Six a lot of boxes here, Noble Boy, and um, yeah, two for two on soft going. So eight on top, seven in next deal maker. Uh, Love the win, two back at Randwick over the mile. Um, and then sort of back to 13.50, I guess, was the query last start at Rose Hill. But he, he's gone okay. He's run competitively and run into third. So, yeah, she's got, he's going well, this horse. Four, Trumbull, uh, of course, at that former and noble boy. And five, Girl Tuesday. Can never leave her out. She's a class mare on a day. Can mix her, mix her form. Um, first run for the new stable. That might, um, might set something light inside her. So she has to be included, I think, in, in all exotics. Eight, seven, four, and five. All right, Joel. Well, much to Richo's disbelief, your best bet was race seven, number eight, Noble Boy. Tell us about your value bet. Yeah, in the following event, race eight, number eight, in and up, has already shortened from 15 into around nine. Wasn't quick enough to snap up the big odds. But, uh, look, I think it'll run really well. It's an even race. When I say even, there's quite a few chances. Number 11, Cordy, is going to be the hardest to beat. He was resuming off a long spell, and he won really well first up. I think you'll be giving a bit of a start away to in and up who can get back from wide gates, but from a good draw, he can settle handy. So I think you'll be having a head start on Cordia, who's his main danger. And I think that'll prove telling. He was very good, fresh running on for second behind Adelong. Very talented mare, that girl. And last prep, he really stretched Roe Heron when finishing runner up to that gallop. And we saw him win a couple of weeks ago, very impressively. I just thought he was a really good each way play. And still, even at the eight or $9 is a, is a good each way bet. Race eight, number eight. Daniel, you're uh, bookending the program with your specials. I am uh, hoping David Pfeiffer can deliver for me again this week. Of course, he had broken arrows. He won well in Brisbane last weekend. And I think he's got um, a very good chance in the last in Sydney, Monte Ditto, who just keeps running well, uh, deserves a win this prep. One in 175 days is sort of the start of this lengthy preparation. But yeah, continues to run well. A couple of narrow second placings at his last two. Um, Drew wide last start and sort of Set a long way back in the run and, and really came on well. Uh, I think this is his race now and gets Nashua Weller on board, loses nothing there. So Monte Ditto, the best of the day, which comes up in race nine, number six. Uh, the value, look, it's a really tough race, this opener. Um, you can make a case for a few of these. I just thought Sarah Snowden train Hinchinbrook Philly was uh, worth a bet at $8.50 at a sort of an each way play. I love the Kembla Grange win and trolled well prior to that. Um, terrific turn of foot. Free state. The runner-ups come come out since run well in town. I think finishing third in a, in a pretty good maiden or a pretty good um, 
juvenile race there. So Star are one to follow, but in saying that, there's plenty of these uh, pretty deep field and a few can win. But uh, 8.50, I'm happy to take that about Star. I hope she can run a drum. Race one, number six. South Australian Metro Racing continues its country tour this weekend. Back to Morphville Parks next Saturday for a two-year-old listed race. But meanwhile, we head to Gawler on Saturday. And Daniel, our entire winning post panel, is picking your best of the day. And that's race seven, number 11, Octane. Yeah, I think we might have done something similar with this horse first up. Um, it's just it was a $2.10 favourite at Morphville. Um, just got way too far back, sort of out of a screenshot really when they turned for home and rushed home pretty well without threat. The race has sort of often gone, the winner's sort of often gone by that stage, but it was a pleasing return. Uh, he takes a slightly tougher race here, but drops four kilos. Um, second up form good, he's won two of three, um, including last time in and Morville. It was an extremely arrogant win, rounding him up from last. Uh, I think he's clearly the best horse in the race and um, as long as he doesn't spot them too much of a start, uh, he'll be hard to hold out Octane. Race 7, number 11. The value comes up in the last. Um, pivotal force for the Francis Kent stable. Race 9, um, number 16. Normally a horse that takes a run or two to sort of to sort of warm up, but this time in at Gawler, at this track, um, first up, hadn't placed in the two first up runs previously. Got a Sort of got back, took some time to warm up and really hit the line when um, when clear late. It was a really pleasing return. I think it bodes well for his um, for his preparation this time in. I think he can go one better here, although he's come up a big price. I was sort of expecting to see maybe $13, $14 in a, in a, in a big field, but he's caught $27. Um, he'll get back anyway from the wide draw and up into 1,200 metres will only suit him. So pivotal force worth an each-way play would be sort of a get-out stakes Situation, race nine, number 16, pivotal force at Gawler. All right, wait, racing once again at Belmont in Perth on Saturday. And as usual, there is a black type race. This one's a 1,000-metre sprint. The Bowfine Stakes is race eight. And there's uh, four or five horses resuming in this. BJ reckons it is a race in three. And in fact, We've got them marked at $3.85 equal favourite each of three. It would be pretty remarkable if that was uh, the final outcome. Two of them are first up. That's Misty Metal and Same as Dat. The other one is Essential Spice, who has Pike aboard and has had one uh, unlucky second this time in. They are the three to beat in BJ's book. Uh, Misty Metal is his selection at race eight, number two. BJ's best of the day. Uh, only slow on it is a wide barrier. That is race three, number one, Aberdeen Queen. And for the second time in recent weeks, BJ has found a first starter as his value bet. It's not a massive price. So we've got it marked at $4.50, but that is race one, number 10, Clairvoyance. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, 11 is the magic number because uh, there's 11 races at Ellerslie, 11 races at Rickerton, and they're probably on heavy 11 tracks, are they? Yes, both tracks likely to be heavy. And, uh, yeah, as you said, plenty of races, big fields, um, obviously a lot of horses resuming, so makes it a bit tricky. Did find a couple of handy winners amongst the tips last week, so hopefully we can find a few again on Saturday. Ellerslie... My best bet comes up 
race two. It's a first starter, number six, Florissimo. She's a daughter of Shocking, so kicking off on debut over 880 metres doesn't uh, necessarily scream out at you. But she showed really good speed in her two trials, um, given a bit of a shaken up in the earlier trial, and she came right away. And then in the later, she was held onto and, and narrowly beaten. Just think she's yeah, got a bit of get up and go about her. So she's the best race two, number six. Value for Ellerslie is race five, number three, Macross, another first starter, son of Redwood, that showed a bit of ability at the trials. Looked a bit green. Both those trials have been left-handed. I think going right-handed for his first start will uh, be suitable. So happy to have something on him each way. And at Rickerton in the South Island, uh, you've got to be up very early Saturday morning for the best. Race one, number 17, a Yappin, who still needs a, a scratching or two to get a run, but she's had the run under the belt. She was very good at this track a couple of weeks ago. Didn't have a lot of room. They're all trying to get to the outside. She was sort of caught in the middle. She got through late and ran third. She's drawn over near the inside. Hopefully that's okay. First race of the day. Uh, the newcomer, number one, Where's Wally, has drawn right out wide and has trialled well. So it might be a saver. It might even be a better for Yappin fails to gain a start. And the value at Rickerton, race five, number four, Glacier Point. Two starts in the North Island. First one was was terrible. The next one was slightly better at Tarapa. Was beaten a long margin, but held on for fifth. This is a pretty weak race, and I liked him having a really quiet recent trial. So might be a one to keep for tabs on the betting first up. Race five, number four. Okay, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. And leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already or head online. You can get to it through winningpost.com.au or issue.com, that is I-S-S-U-U.com and search for winning post, but probably easy to just go straight to the winning post website and click through from there. Uh, we've got all your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all your favourite columnists and features as well. Five bucks online, five fifty in the shops from Friday morning, Saturday morning, Tasmania. As long as they don't chuck us off the plane like they did last week, but uh, you have got that online backup if that does happen. Finally, our best twenty dollar bet for the weekend, and I will have a shy at Caulfield Race Nine, number fourteen, Triple Strip, Joel. I think it has to be I am someone for me. Race seven, number six, play each way. I, I don't think he'll miss top three and he'll give you a great sight. Uh, I'm going to go with Gawler. Race seven, number 11, 20 on Octane. Great. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.